What's going on, everybody? My name is Paul Oski, as always, and with me is the amazing guy behind again for the, uh, oh god, third time, I think, this year already, and he'll probably be back for many more. You know what? I like talking to him. I like to get into his brain a little bit to know more of what's going on with, you know, whatever he's working on, trying to get out there, because you know what? Joey's an amazing guy, and um, I appreciate what he does for the indie world, of what he tries to bring out for all of us. Very basic, original content that nowadays is not rehearsed into a bundle of stuff that we already know. So, without further ado, Joey Oliveira. Welcome back again, buddy. And this time, we got a treat for our uh, listeners and so let's dive right into it because you know what it's different for you uh as we all know you're the head honcho of after white comics and now all of a sudden you're bringing us a card game hi paul yeah thanks for having me on uh yeah that's uh what we're bringing out next uh clash of the cryptids it's called it's a 32 card deck of 32 illustrated cryptids and it's kind of like in the theme of top trumps where each cryptid is rated by uh, all these different traits and those traits are like fear factor strength stealth deadliness mythos um and so yeah you it's got a little bio about each cryptid on there also and you basically play, play opposite your friend or family member whoever you're up against and you basically call out the um, trait that you want to call out that you think is your strongest trait uh, and then it works like Top Trump Star where they'll exchange cards if their cryptid is weaker than the other um, and it finishes by whoever has all the cards by the end of the game so it's uh, it's it's been a really interesting venture into this uh, you know developing a card game and all the design and putting it all together it's been really fun now, you did, uh, you just mentioned all the cards, so mm-hmm. you so in the same way of like, uh, do you do you know what I mean by the card game called War? I don't know. I uh, basically, like War is you go through all the cards, but as two people play it. Uh, they they uh, flip over their card and it's, and whoever's card is higher than the other person, they take it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, if you're not familiar with top trumps, basically, the other player goes up against um, yourself, and they read out the category from their card. They don't reveal their card because it would show the traits. So I could say fear factor and that of the Wendigo and that'd be like something 80 and they could have like the Mothman and their fear factor could be 70. So then your card beats their card then. So now you acquire the Mothman and that goes into your deck and then you get to, you flip your card and then it's your next card and then you call out again against your opponent what you think that strongest trait is again. Um, yeah, that's, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I'm not real familiar with that card game, unfortunately. Mm. So that might be a overseas thing, maybe. I'm not sure, mm. but mm. um, kind of like how you didn't recognize War. It's pretty <laughs> fast game, which yeah. I'm assuming this is like a fast game, possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could go. It could. It could go on for ten minutes. It could go on for thirty minutes. You know, it all depends on who you're going to call. Because if two cards share the same value, then you both have to put that your card each in the middle, and then you have to call another trait off the next card, and then it like doubles up. Then so you then take their cards and all the cards in the middle if you want to. Your value was highest in that next round. Oh, you just reminded me too. So, like in the card game War, um, not to cut you off too, but you, you just reminded me of something too. But so, let's say you and I are playing the the War card game, right? You you pull out an Ace, and I pull out an Ace. Okay, so now we're now we're doing the War. So so now we gotta lay down three cards, face forward. Um, or I mean the you know the back of the card facing us, and then we gotta draw out one more card. Mm. And if that one, and then whoever has the highest one there gets all the cards there. Right. It's like it's like snap. It's like a snap. <laughs> Putting all your cards in the middle. Mm. You get the same value. Uh, you take it off. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Look up the game you're talking about too, so yeah, that way I can be more, uh, you know, be more ready for it. As mm. well. It's a easily easily picked up. You pick it up in like a minute or two minutes. You know what's going on. It's uh, you could play it, you know, sat down in your living room, or you could play it while you're on the train, or you know when you're traveling in the back of the car on a long journey. You know, it's that simple and uh, you know. With the, with all the list of cryptids as well, they've got their own law. They've got all their details about you know what they are, so that it also makes like a, a like a collectible item because you've got these individual cryptids cards. The printed on a high quality uh, card, three hundred and fifty GSM, and like got a metallic ink for the gold lettering, so it gives it a bit of a shine as well on the cards. Um, mm. So I really want it to be like a premium, you know. You feel like you, you you're getting a lot for your money, um, yeah. Because a lot of research has gone into, <clears throat> you know, when I was whittling down the cryptids because it was going to be a thirty-two card deck. You know, how, who am I going to get? And it included a lot of extensive research and reading up on, you know, the backgrounds and like the mythos of each of them, um, and really seeing who's the most interesting, obscure, not the ones that people think about the most. Um, so yeah, and the, the illustrator, Gianna Junk, who did the individual illustrations of each of the cryptids, have just done a brilliant job. You know, so detailed, and it's all drawn, uh, hand drawn, um, traditional style, paper and ink. So you really get that uh, fine detail and texture to each of the illustrations. Oh wow! Very nice, very very nicely done, then, and that. And is that sort of like the basic origin of the deck? Um, how how do you mean? Sorry. Oh, as in how I put it together. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it originally started from 
Um, the two previous comics I've published of Afterlife Comics, which um, was uh, obviously the Folk Tales of the Cryptids, people might have heard of, um, Volume 1 and 2. So that spurred me on into like this mythology and cryptid uh, world, as you, as you could call it. Um, so actually for uh, eight of the cryptids that are seen in the books, uh, our Folk Tales of the Cryptids are in the deck. So if you read uh, folk tales, you'll know that there's the Mothman, the Wen- uh, Wendigo, uh, the Chupacabra, uh, Loveland Frogman, Jenny Greenteeth, um, Pukawoji, Momo Man. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're in the deck. If, you, if you've read the books, they've got their own cards. And we've got some more common ones that people might have heard, like Loch Ness monster, Baba Yaga, um, Indrid Cold, Mongolian Death Worm, mm-hmm. uh, Beast of Bray Road, um, po- um, Popo, Popo Bawa and Ratman. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's a good few of them. Uh, as you can tell, probably by the, these names, you know, they do sound obscure. And, you know, once you see the images to accompany them, it's just like, wow. That, that's so that you know wh- wh- where did this come from kind of thing you know, like this creature you've never seen or heard of before right well, it's like a... um, I'm just curious too how how did you come up with the as you kind of put it out like fear factor and the other <laughs> type of traits that the cryptid has so how did you Determine if, uh, each one numbered, I guess. I'd say. Yeah, so I had a big uh, Microsoft Excel sheet with like a load of data in it, had the fear factor, uh, strength, and all those uh, t- tallied across. And I had all the cryptids in there, and it was literally really looking at top five, bottom five, um, based on you know the. As I say, the research that I was doing on them, what what kind of things they get up to, are they friendly? So, so it'd be low on deadliness if they're, you know, not non non offensive. Um, and then mythos would be quite low if there wasn't much background or there wasn't many stories on them. So things like, um, you know, the Wendigo and Loch Ness are going to be high in mythos, whereas things like the um, some of the more obscure ones like the uh, Ratman in the UK that's not very well known, so you'd have low lower uh, mythos on that. Um, but then you'd have it; he'd be high on stealth because he can hide in the shadows. He's quite small. Um, he can t- uh, body morph into a rat as well. Uh, so you have all those things. You think they might be weak in other uh, aspects, but they're stronger in others. So it's a good balanced card game. You know, not not um, there's not like an overpowerful thing that someone's just gonna win the game every time if they got a certain card. You know, it's a very well balanced uh, game, and that's that was that was really important to me because you know you don't want to just because someone's got a, two or three good cards, they're gonna you know win the game every time. So it's all about you know, really about picking the right, right trace and what you think the other person might have, and you know, it's that's 
that's there's a lot of as you probably can tell a lot of thoughts gone into it it's not just to you know oh this is this the game you know putting it out there but it's something a new idea that i've had and i've been very passionate about it and everything i've been passionate about you know i put a lot lot of thought and process into so um this clash of the cryptids has been no exception exception for myself really oh wow yeah it, it, it's always good, man, to finally see your stuff come to life, especially, like, when you've been working on it for a long time, which I'm assuming this is was definitely one of those ideas in the back of your head for so long that it's like, well, is it time? Is it not time? And I bet you it kind of took a little bit because I'm assuming you had to play test it, make sure everything looked right, beautiful, creepy, however you want to look at it. Basically, find the right company for the job. Mm. So, I guess one other thing I'm curious about, too, is can... can, So, when playing... When one plays, is it like you shuffle the cards and then you kind of go one, one, two, two, three, three. You know what I mean. And then um, the other question I kind of have to this is: Can more than two people play at the same time, or just just specifically for two players? Um, so it's actually two to four player card game. So uh-huh. you can you can divide. Uh, so you got thirty two cryptic cards, and you divide it by you know uh, three or four. Uh, sorry for. For two or four players, um, and you'd have less cards each, but you could, you know, soon rack them up to be the high, the winner. Uh, so you'd shuffle, you'd shuffle them like a normal deck, and you know, one and one, one, you know, just each each card, each person, you know, take turns in giving the cards to the dealer out and back again. Um, but yeah, you can have you can have a few players. Um, yeah. Sweet, sweet. So the more the merrier. Nice, very cool. Good family night game, then for sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, how about you, Joey? Is there any type of cryptid that are in this game that you absolutely <laughs> are favorite of? Oh, um, I mean, you know, it's it's a bit biased to say because. I've written a comic about him, but you know the Wendigo is definitely up there um, because of Wendigo Wood and how much you know I've I've wrote about that and know the lore about that. But we've also got you know the Mothman. That's also a really cool, ominous figure. Uh, probably the most surprising would be to me would be the uh, Mongolian Mothman. Sorry, my Mongolian death worm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all blending into one super cryptid, just as I'm looking at them all. Um, but yeah, Mongolian death worm, you know, read about stories about that and how it's, you know, travels underground and, you know, just can jump out of it, you know, the ground and take people in. And it's got like this poison venom and, yeah, some nasty, nasty creatures. Very nice. Very cool indeed. Mm. So, so finally, you know, we'll talk about the, 
the Kickstarter here. So t today, as people are hearing this as well, you've already launched the campaign because of the uh, time difference. So tell, so tell us about the campaign. Um, what is the goal that you set for this card game? Uh, how long is the campaign running to? And what can we expect for exciting rewards? So the goal is uh, five thousand pounds, and that's going towards the production of the card deck. Um, and we've got a few pledges. Uh, I thought it's quite common as we've done my research of of, of uh, tabletop games. You know, they offer a digital option, so we've got a digital deck, so you can get the a print and play version of Clash of the Cryptids. So um, you could print them out yourself on some paper and trade them out yourselves if you've got a good high-quality printer. Um, but if you don't, you know, the cards still hold, hold lots of great lore to read through um, and even great illustrations. Um, uh, we've got, the obviously, the deck on its own. Uh, you get the digital deck with that also. And also on the higher tiers, we've got the deck plus... Uh, the Folk Tales of the Cryptids volumes up for, up for grabs uh, as a digital or physical version um, bundled in. And then we've got a Clash of the Cryptids deck plus a limited edition gold foil print. So if oh. you've seen the deck, you'll yeah. have seen that, you know, the main image on the deck, deck of cards. So that goldish um, emblem on the front. So you'd have a full A5 uh, gold foil printed that reflective, um, and that's that's just going to be printed for this campaign. So that's a limited edition one. And then at, right at the top, we've got a collector's bundle. So that's the deck, signed books, folk tales, uh, digital versions, the prints, and some individual prints of some of the cryptids, uh, small small versions. And then the very top, we've got a retail. We have retailer bundles as well. So if there's any game shops or uh, things like that, would like to stock them, uh, or any gaming groups or you know friends and want to share them out with each other, uh, you can. There's there's options there as well. Um, so and everything. I didn't didn't say before, but the the deck's completely finished. The artwork's done. The 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 cards are designed. Well, I'm basically waiting just to send them to print now, really. Um, so we've got October deadline on each of those rewards. So as we launch in July, you know, it gives us two, three months um, to fulfill that. But we should be a lot sooner. Uh, everything's going to be printed in the United Kingdom. Uh, so we can keep on top of things. Nothing's going to be imported. We can always uh, look where we are and, you know, we can chase things up that way. Uh, um, yeah, so yeah, I'm really excited. Very cool. Yeah, this sounds exciting already. The, um, the only thing I'm wondering is that, is there an option for like the card protectors, or are these cards going to be like maybe possibly have a chance to become? Um, I went, um, oh god, here we go. Laminated? There we go. So when you say card protect protectors, is that individual 
Like the card sleeves, yes. Uh, you know, well, it, all the cards come in, you know, the, the 350 GSM uh, box. Is that what you mean? Like, um, so, okay, so I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. Could maybe, maybe UK, well, Sure, UK maybe should know what I'm talking about, but let me see. I'll give it a try. So, if you want to kind of keep your card kind of nice and clean, hmm. get like what they call the uh, card card sleeves, where it's like this plastic little card sleeve thing that you just slip each card in just to hmm. kind of keep the uh, card clean. Uh, so do you mean like a big, uh, like folder to put the cards in, is it? Like each card was like in like a plastic, uh, <clears throat> like a plastic, uh, protector thing. It's, it's, right. uh, yeah. Are you, are you asking if we're, we're, if we're providing it? Yeah, like, are you guys going to have like an option for like a uh, card protection Type of thing, or no, probably, probably not, probably not, because everything's going to be, uh, you know, safely packed into the the actual cryptids box, and then it's going to be packaged well, um, pretty much as well. If you think about it, that's a lot of plastic for all the individual cards, and I wouldn't want to uh, impede the environment that much by, you know, individually uh, uh, plastic wrapping thirty two cards in every single deck. It would be a bit much, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm assuming that you wanted to get your. Own. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they're they're the standard. Um, I think they're the standard. Uh, well, there's top trumps uh, uh, dimensions, which is like Magic the Gathering uh, um, um, dimensions. So probably every standard, you know, card folder. If you did want to buy one, you know, uh, you could definitely slot them in. Um, also, we if if. If it does go successful, we would like to do maybe an expansion pack in the future. Um, you know, so you could add to your deck, and so you could have an even bigger deck, even bigger games, more people. Um, but I'm getting way ahead of myself, and, you know, let's, let's see how we do with this one first. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine. That's, well, it's good to see that you're already planning for a white. Uh, I don't want to say sequel, but yeah, and then like an expansion deck. That's nice mm. to keep the uh, the cards going alive and stuff. It's not like a one shot deal where it's like, oh yay, and then you play it after a while. It's just like, ah, well, <laughs> the same cards. I mm. cannot guarantee you what's going to get pulled at some point. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it definitely uh, freshen it up. You know, after you've played it a few times, it'd be fun. Exactly. Well, all right, Joey. Um, I think that covered it, really. I can't think of anything else for this quick little talk with you about Clash of the Cryptids, the two-player, two-four-player game now. I've only seen um, a little bit about it just by, um, you know, what I've read and stuff. But hmm. from what I've always seen, you've always... That's a two-player game, so 
understand about the four-player deck. I don't think um, people will be disappointed, though, especially if they love your volumes of Decrypted and stuff like that. And, I mean, it may not be Volume 3 of Folktales of the Cryptid, but this is a big start for you guys. And, you know, maybe pretty soon you might have to start getting of a different name for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Um, now you guys are also offering a T-shirt. And what was the other thing I decided? I think it was just t shirt Something else, too, I thought, but maybe not. I don't know. So, anyway, anyway um, yeah, I, I wish you the best on this as well. And thank you very much. Uh, thank you for coming back on to talk a little bit about this. It sounds interesting. Hopefully, those listening find it interesting. And, yeah, everything people who are listening, all the links will be down in the episode description below, I will drop the campaign in, so check it out for yourself, and you know Joey will always be there for people, he uh, has not let any campaign down, and he's got a fan base that will basically tell you that he's always on time, and if there was ever a time there were, it was delayed, it would have to be because <laughs> of the COVID incident, and that's mm -hmm. it. Because mm -hmm. he would have no control over the uh, company of whoever printing and shipping all that stuff. We, um, this will be your third Kickstarter during the pandemic now. Uh, so, uh, you know what, the previous two now have been fulfilled and people have got their things, uh, books and all that good stuff. So it might take a little longer, but, you know, they do, they do get there. And that's within three months. That's two Kickstarters done and sent out, you know. Um, yeah, as, 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 as I say, as soon as the this Kickstarter finishes, we'll be able to go straight to print and start packing things up and start shipping, shipping it out, really. We're, we're all... As set as can be. Very cool. And hey, that's a nice little addition to bring out to your guys' con um, next year. Yeah. That'll be nice. You can play with people on the con floor. Yeah, too right. Now you guys won't be bored. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, once again, thank you so much. And. Yeah, for everything else that's going on, um, just to kind of remind people, so what is left for 2020 for you after the Clash of the Cryptids? So after Clash of the Cryptids, we've got um, Birth of the Goatman, sequel to Rise of the Goatman. Um, that's 50% uh, complete now. Um, we're looking at wrapping that up at the end of uh, the Cryptids campaign. So we'll be soon to launch after that um, and then Wendigo Wood 4 the final issue in that series and then hopefully just to fit in at the end of the year the final issue of Stay Week 4 Very cool <laughs> You're just trying to knock anything out of the park right? <laughs> to basically finish it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah 2020 is going to be the year to finish everything, despite what's in all our pathways. 
Well, for you guys, it's been a pretty successful year, so hopefully um, that keeps going. So hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, that people will start getting uh, a little bit smarter of what's going on. So hopefully we don't end up being back at square one again, like yeah. some places are already at as, as uh, just get released to. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening, Joey. Like I said, as always, it's a pleasure to talk with you. I can't wait to talk with you again about Perfect uh, Goatman and probably chew your head off a little bit more about that, but it's all right. <laughs> it's all good. All right. Well, any final words for the listeners? Well, just uh, thank you very much for having me on, Paul. It's always a pleasure. And just for everyone to stay safe and look out for each other out there. And there you have it, folks. Just make sure you check out the campaign today, Class of the Cryptid, and back it while you can, especially if you want that Illuminated Edition uh, deck that is only for the Kickstarter campaign. And just have fun with it, and then when you get it in your hand, start messing around playing, and you'll be uh, a Cryptid mastermind in no time. And until next time, I'm Paul Dolsky, and we want you to stay scary.